This episode of the Unexpressed Nintendo Podcast is actually the second half of our discussion with Bradley, a.k.a. Yo Schiller, to hear a discussion about the uh, Nintendo Direct that happened on February 9th, uh, just this last week, turn into Unexpressed Nintendo Podcast episode 270 for the first half of our discussion. Uh, all right, so on with the show. And we are back. So, uh, what an incredible direct. I'm still just thinking about it, uh, staring off into space, thinking about all the fantastic RPGs coming my way. Uh, but speaking of RPGs, we are going to get into the discussion of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, I think between the four of us, I am the one who has played this game the least. So, I'm going to sit back a little bit and let you guys take it away. Bradley, I want you to start because... Uh, I, you 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 let off a very spicy tweet about I a did. week ago, and it's funny. Uh, the tweet I'll, I'll mention the tweet because it's actually the video I'm working on right now. I Excellent. made a tweet saying that I enjoyed and I still enjoy Pokemon Legends Arceus more than Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And just before I joined this podcast, I was editing a video of the same name. I enjoy Pokemon Legends Arceus more than Legends of Breath of the Wild. By the time this podcast goes out, the video will be out. So people can go watch mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I realized that I everything that I like in a game is in this game. Because when Pokemon Legends Arceus was first announced, I was hesitant. I, I didn't really know if open world Pokemon was going to be up my alley. Because I... While I appreciate this push for open-world games, I generally enjoy faster, more action-packed games. So when you tell me you're going to take Pokemon and add this open-world element to it, you're starting to lose me a little. So I was happy for everyone else that was excited, but I was very skeptical. Then I ordered the game off the Pokemon website, which for those that don't know, I guess they had an overflow of orders, so they had to delay a couple. So I couldn't play the game on launch day. I had to wait over the weekend to get my shipment. So it was it was a little agonizing. But you know what? I saw the feedback of all the people I was following on Twitter, and they were loving it. And I'm so glad, because if they were hating it, then by the time I got the game on Monday, I would have said, well, I don't really want to play it anymore. Mm -hmm. So everyone was loving Damn. it. I said, all right, I've only got like two or three days to really enjoy this because I, I have so much work I have to do. Let me just binge it. I've gotten into the habit of binging my games as of late, which is mm. not a good habit to have, but well, it'd be like that sometimes. And I <laughs> it loved do. it. It do. I loved it. I I still love it. It it it's it's I keep stuttering over my own words cuz I have so many thoughts coming yeah. out at the same time. It yeah. is fast. It is action-packed. Like, when you want to do a battle, you chuck a Pokeball at a Pokemon, and you engage in a battle, and it's on the same screen. When you need to warp to another place, the loading screens are pretty quick. When you want to ride a Pokemon and get the riding Pokemon out, it's pretty it's quick. It's instant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm surprised by how, how much I enjoyed this game. And the fact that it is isolated sections instead of one big overworld is actually beneficial to me because mm -hmm. I like isolated chunks in my gameplay not everyone's thing totally my thing though and yeah. you know you combine that and the the core pokemon gameplay the turn-based battles I, I i love it there are some changes i don't like but for the most part i i love that you can choose when a pokemon evolves it's not always going to ask you if a pokemon yeah. wants to evolve. i yeah, love that you yeah. can swap out the attacks at any time mm -hmm. i love i love the agile and strong style iterations of moves hmm. I, I can't there's, sing there's so much stuff i love the fact that you can craft pokeballs at any yes. time yes incredible craft everything and so i i didn't have access to my game for a couple of days so my friend was my friend charles was generously screen sharing it to me and so i was kind of 
backseat gaming him. I was like, go fight that Rapidash. And he was like, oh, I don't think I can. I'm like, oh, what if you get lucky? And he goes, okay. And, I, and all six of his Pokemon die to the Rapidash. And then I Oof. love, I, I was laughing so hard just at the idea of it saying, you have no more Pokemon than you, that can fight. And then you start fighting it. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, no freaking way. I never thought I would laugh so hard at the idea of a Pokemon game continuing after you lose all six of your Pokemon. It was just it, it, like it started shooting fireballs at him and he's trying to, to fight for Dodge out of the way. It was yeah. the it, you know, obviously that's everyone's gameplay style now. But my first exposure to that, I was laughing so hard. I was like, I cannot believe this is the game. Like, this yeah. is what the Pokemon Company decided to yeah. make. It's so amazing. So even the Rapidash that you're mentioning, that's one of my favorite things about the game so far. Just the fact that that Rapidash is in there. That Rapidash that can brutally murder you if you look at it the wrong way. It's <laughs> yeah, like a Zendoblade thing. the first five minutes thing. of the game. Yeah. It's like oh, how in Zendoblade we are wandering Gower Plains and there's just this giant Titan that's going to murder you at level five. It's at level <laughs> 90 if you if you cross its path. You know, it's that that's the kind of vibe that establishes that kind of... Um, just ruthless vibe of the game, you know? And it's not something that you associate with Pokemon, typically. Pokemon is normally just this kind of nice, almost hand-holdy adventure, but it's so different with Legends Arceus, and it gives you the freedom to just throw your life away trying to capture <laughs> this fire horse if you want to. And I just love that that's even a thing in the game. It's just, it's an amazing moment to see that for the first time, absolutely. Yeah. Mark, Mark, I want to throw it to you, because you've been writing a lot of the Pokemon coverage for the site lately. So I, I want to get some of your... I'm gonna get there's, some of one, your kinda... there's one yeah, article ahead. I haven't published yet, mm. which is the review of the game. Mm. And a lot of people are asking me, where is it? And my <laughs> answer is... I have a very complicated feeling about this game, sure. which is on one hand, there are times where I absolutely love it. And then other times I just absolutely dread playing it. And I keep bouncing between this, like this fine line between it. Is it bad? Is it good? And to be honest, I think as an RPG, it's, it's unremarkable, but as a Pokemon game, I think it's a great evolution forward. I think sure. it's, there's a lot about it that I enjoy, but there's so much about it that just irks me. And it makes me just like not want to play it in a sense. There are things that it's just, it's what I wanted in a Pokemon game. But at the same time, there's so much about it that needs refining and just additions. And it just needs another coat of paint. Sure. And I feel like it would be perfect. And I don't mean that for graphics. We'll get into that later. But the graphics are far <laughs> from my biggest problem. My biggest problem has to do with, I guess, the longevity of the game and just some of the uh, technical decisions that they made. Which, first of all, Bradley, glad you're enjoying it because I'm enjoying it too. But um, this game has a lot of like game-breaking stuff that I feel like people are just not acknowledging. Like I don't know if you knew this, but if you hold your Pokeball and aim it, you could just run up a cliff. I did see that the other day. Same here. <laughs> it's complete, game that changer. breaks the game. It's it absolutely does. game breaking. I, I'm thankful I played through the game before I knew that. And I'm like torn on whether or not I like that's in the game or not. I, it, it feels like it's funny for speedruns, but that's kind of my own yeah, selfish I'm, like I'm mindset, sure it'll right? be patched out, but that was one of my first impressions of the game. And all I thought to myself was like, oh no like this is not gonna go well is it but it's gone well i think it's a fine game i think there's gonna be a lot of pokemon fans that'll love this style and i think that they're gonna have to find this middle ground of creating this new type of pokemon i don't want to call it pokemon legends but they're gonna have this new semi open world that's sort of more in line with monster hunter than like an open world and they're gonna have to have their traditional pokemon games because i do think they have to keep both because the pokemon competitive scene is not gonna like this game it doesn't right. have online battling trading is super limited there's there's almost no point to raising a professional team, which you could argue the same thing about Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, but of course that had like the Pokemon Go integration and stuff like it, that. So it was that, obviously, you know, like a very different approach. And it still had battling, but it was yeah, very it, it, did, it did have battling. There was a competitive community for it, but it was it was very slow. It favored mm -hmm. defensive Pokemon and bulky Pokemon just because there was so much toxic stalling, which for people that don't play Pokemon, basically Let's Go made it so you could buff all your stats to maximum. And when mm -hmm. you do that, Pokemon that focus on power do not matter. When you have Pokemon that are defensive, though, your goal is just to outstall your opponent. It, it led to a very messy metagame. 
And I, I actually would foresee Legends Arceus leading to a messy metagame as well. Because to me, it would be whoever gets to hit first wins. Like, you can do, oh, Swift style, Calm Mind. All right, yeah. then I'll move into Strong yeah, style, that's another concern. everything else. <laughs> so it, it clearly wasn't made with a player versus player mindset. But in I mind, could yeah. see them adding a co-op feature similar to Monster Hunter in the future. I think that could actually be pretty cool. Yeah, that I think would be really cool. But it's just strange to me that after all these years, Pokemon has been correlated with two things. Trading. Well, trading, collecting, like that category. And then battling. And they've taken out an entire half of it, which kind of bothers me. But at the same time, the game is razor-tight focus on being a -a collect-a-thon of sorts, of catching every single Pokemon. And I think that's fine because it clearly... it does think about that like how the pokemon are scattered across the world and how the day and night system works and the pokeball catching system there is a lot here that has to focus on catching but i feel like in a sense it hasn't been quite perfected yet and i don't know if that's because they wanted to do like this old school like you know like ancient Sinnoh region like hisui is cool but i don't think the region naturally adapts to this form of gameplay like i like the whole research style of it but there are certain things that it kind of forgoes a lot of pokemon elements that we're used to and staples to the series which honestly dude i think that's fine like Mm -hmm. get rid of it well i think it's fine look wait wait, wait, wait. i think that's fine but here's the thing about that if this is going to be the future of pokemon are we just getting rid of stuff like battling and held items and the competitive mm. Eevee and Ivy scenarios and eggs. I see what you're saying, yeah. So you know, my, there's my, so my much that, that might go. My quick answer to that, like, Let's Go did have some influences on the next mainline Pokemon game. Which oh, yeah, of course, of course. It, it, mm-hmm. Like, you know, it had, that was what caused overworld Pokemon, right? And the ease of, like, leveling up your Pokemon and stuff like that. That was all because of Let's Go. I respect it. If I, I could foresee certain features from Legends Arceus popping up in future Pokemon games, such as being able to replace your Pokemon's moves at any time. You don't have to go to a move theater. Like, I could see that sticking around, right? Mm-hmm. But what I what I think is was smart of the Pokemon company is to include that word Legends in the title. Because it mm-hmm. means that if they make another Pokemon Legends game, we can expect it to be this open-world game of sorts. And what... I understand why they picked the Sinnoh region, because when they were making Pokemon games in the past, there was always lore to them, but Sinnoh was, like, revolved around the lore. You know, you don't need to know the lore of Kanto to play it. You don't really need to know the lore of Johto to play it. And Hoenn, it only matters for, like, the last act of the game. Sinnoh constantly, like, presses it into your face. I also think it's cool that it takes place in the past, because Pokemon games, I actually really appreciated for their modernism. I loved the big cities and riding the trains and the, the battle tower and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. All the modern aesthetics of Pokemon games is what made me really appreciate them. Having Legends take place in older times is a nice contrast to what the Pokemon series is now. So Legends could also stand for that. Your old-time Pokemon games are the Legends games. Your modern Pokemon games with the cities and the trains and all that are just your standard Pokemon games. I think it's I think it's a smart way to divide the Pokemon franchise in a tactical manner. Well, that's what I'm worried about. Will it divide or converge? I'd imagine I, I, it would do a bit of both, wouldn't it? Like I could totally see Legends, like Bradley was just saying, you know, being its own subseries. Like I could totally, I would be surprised if we don't get a Legends Hobo or something like that in well, a that, few years. Well, here's the thing about that: that could be really concerning because these two types of Pokemon games, like people are loving this right now. But when we get to the next line, if it's more in line with Sword and Shield, are people going to look at that and be like, I don't want this? Like, where's my Legends type of gameplay? And then we're going to have this big divide in the Pokemon community, and it's going to be, do we want open world, or do we want the more structured and, Mark, I don't think that historically has been the case, because there's always been divides in the Pokemon community. Well, I'm saying, like, we're going to create, you know, know, well, I'm not saying, like, I'm saying that there's going to be a big divide eventually, of people who are, there are already so many people online that are saying, this is great, we needed this 10 years ago. But it's, the problem is that... It's a valid that, concern, because we've never had this type of situ- yeah, situation exactly. in the Pokemon series. Yeah. I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Because Pokemon, 
for better or for worse, has kind of stuck to a routine. They yes. would release, I, they I, would release uh, you know, gold, silver, not and to, then a, a year later you get crystal, and then you move on to the next generation. Yeah, and, 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 and not, not to interrupt you. They added you. remakes, and yeah, you, you get it. It's, there, there's never been a gameplay divide like this in the middle of a generation. Right. I was gonna say not not to interrupt you, Bradley, but uh, I, I would I would argue that this Pokemon Pokemon has been stagnating uh, for oh, yeah. for a long time. So to me, this this feels. Listen, I haven't been invested in a Pokemon game in 15 years. Like I borrowed, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Bradley. I want to thank you. I, I borrowed uh, your copy of Soul Silver last last year, and I, I, I didn't get very far. I, I, I hate to say it. I, I only got what's like the first gym or something. First or second, enjoyed yeah. what I played, but it just it didn't hook me like it once did. And this game is so different in gameplay. It's I, I found it so much more engaging. At least in the short term. Again, I have not mm -hmm. played it that much, especially compared to you all. But uh, like, it is instantly more engaging. It feels so much more forward-thinking in a lot of ways that I could see myself playing more types of this kind of Pokemon mm -hmm. game. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll just add the... I think that you and I, Cameron, I think we're the living embodiment of what Mark was just concerned about. Like, personally speaking, you know, a few months ago, we reviewed Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl on the show. I did not enjoy that game very much sure. at all <laughs> like it was such it just felt like exactly what you were saying a stagnant experience and if we have the next if gen 9 comes out and it is another sword and shield if it goes back to that traditional pokemon formula if it's so linear if it goes back to random encounters etc etc i will not play that you know because pokemon legends arceus has really offered everything that players like me have wanted something that's more dynamic something that's more engaging and fluid and just more open to exploration and experimentation in it i just find it so much more engaging and interesting than what previous traditional pokemon games have offered so you know if we do end up with that divide you know i won't be coming back for for gen 9 but at the same time yeah. Given what Pokemon Legends Arceus has turned out to be, I would be equally shocked if this game wasn't meant to be like a litmus test, basically, for these new ideas in the Pokemon series. Like, we can tell from looking at, it kind of looks like the game was maybe a bit rushed to have it come out in January. The graphics, obviously, we keep teasing it. I'm sure we'll get into that eventually. They're not great. I'd imagine this game was, you know, a bit more lower budget than a traditional new generation. This is just them testing out what these new mechanics would look like in action and if these don't end up if at least some of these ideas this you know more open-ended environment or being able to freely move the camera around in every area if those things and seeing most importantly to me seeing battles take place in real time in the environment if these things don't end up in the next pokemon game i'd be very very surprised i imagine that what could be the differentiation between the legend subseries and the mainline series could be legends can focus more on these, you know, alternative ancient histories and stuff, whereas the new generations try to push things forward. But, you know, I can totally see that divide being there. I just don't think that, you know, logically speaking from what the Pokemon company would do, I just don't see that being a feasible uh, possibility. Uh, yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can absolutely see that side of it. So let's, let's, guys, let's dig in. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we like about this game. I like the fact that you can just sneak up on an Eevee and catch it instantly. Like mm -hmm. I love that. Um, yep. What I don't love is having to manage inventory space. Yes. <laughs> what? What's the hell? Good. Why does I would any not be game upset have if I had an infinite pocket space like I do in the mainline Pokemon. And why it do is... you have to pay somebody a million dollars to oh teach God. you how to pack one additional item? Yeah, that's that's is unbelievable to me. You should just be given a whole row of those as soon as you get the star system. Mm -hmm. As soon as yeah. you move from one to two, should give you five or ten extra slots. I yeah, don't I think understand. that's smarter. Why, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can see inventory management, but also not being able to pick up items in the field and having to drop stuff to pick up new items. Oh. Ridiculous. It should just go right to the inventory yeah. in the box. And I mean, and I think they did that. I think they did that intentionally to be more like Breath of the Wild because that's how Breath of the Wild does it. Oh, you only mm -hmm. have so much space. You have to drop some weapons. But I. I think they don't understand why Breath of the Wild did that. Did Breath, yeah. Yeah. Breath of yeah. the Wild does that as a necessary evil, as a balancing act for the game. Pokemon, I mean, if I can just warp back and swap my items out anyway, why add the extra button there? Like, exactly. why can't I just pick yeah. this up? Yeah, it's it little... just doesn't make any sense. So, 
So yeah, it, <laughs> that needs to be changed in yeah. a future entry. And I think it's, it, just, it's gotta go. You know, it would be one thing if at the very least your 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 inventory didn't fill up you know, within the first 10 minutes of entering a new area, but it does, you know, it's mm -hmm. not like it's mm -hmm. some sort of meaningful measure of progression. It happens in your first few hours of playing the game. So it's just nothing but an unnecessary layer of tedium thrown onto it. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it makes it, no sense. It's a little stressful when those time rift spaces open up and it's like, well, I need to make sure oh, yeah. I pick up all the, all the shards and whatnot. Right. But that means in order to do that, I gotta have at least four or five inventory spaces full. And then while I'm KOing and catching Pokemon within them, it's it's filling up my pockets with like EXP candy and stuff like that, which I appreciate. But I can't carry it all, and it's like, well, I, I can't leave. Uh, let's see. I guess I don't need this berry, and then you toss the berry and you pick up another shard. Like, it it, it is a confusing decision. It's not too big of a deal. Like, I guess I can. It well, makes the, me... listen. Here's the thing. And this is the and this is the issue that I think Mark is alluding to. Is this is the this is the this is the goddamn issue with Pokemon. Is that like, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that becomes that becomes the mantra. It's not that You're big right. of a deal. Well, You're it's right. not that you big caught, of a deal. You got me. I, I Do you know what I mean? Tolerant. And it's like, and and that's the thing. We we just kind of let it slide, and it's like. It's we shouldn't let it slide. It's a massive, massive issue. And I encountered that's what I'm it saying. like that's five what I'm minutes saying. into the open world when I was already collecting stuff. My inventory filled as I was catching Starly and Bidoof. And I was yeah. like, what do I do now? And then I had to start figuring out. They don't even teach you really how to use the menu management or releasing Pokemon. There's so many missing tutorials in this game. I didn't right. even know you could release Pokemon until I was like five hours in. You can release oh, Pokemon? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many was, things this game today, doesn't tell you. I was you. today years old when I realized you could release yeah, Pokemon. Exactly. And it's huh. not it's not like Breath of the Wild where it's like you light a tree branch on fire and you found out, oh, I could set this whole forest on fire, the grass, and create the updraft. And it's not like that because in Pokemon, you need these tutorials. You shouldn't have to figure this out yourself because it's critical. Mm -hmm. Once your Pokemon, once you catch enough Pokemon, your entire box fills. And it's like, right. this is a problem. It's a big well, issue. And it's and it's a problem specifically because this this game is built around the design catching Pokemon, yes. of ca not just catching Pokemon, but catching a v Lots. more Pokemon than we've mm -hmm. ever caught before. Yeah. Right? Like I've caught I've got like twenty Bidoofs in my right. in my pasture right now. <laughs> right. And, and the worst of all, it gets even worse because when you release a Pokemon, it takes four button prompts, which is awful. It's a terrible decision to do that. And you mm -hmm. can't release multiple at once. You can't even do anything like that. So if you catch 30 You can, re you can release multiple Pokemon at once. Can you? Yeah, you, you press X. <laughs> oh, you gotta be Ooh. kidding me. Oh. But it raises Damn. your point. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know that at the beginning either. I released one Pokemon at a time. Uh, now, maybe that's on me because I am, am just like rapidly going through the game and I was like, I guess I don't need 10 Bidoof, 9 ought to do. So I just released one anyway. <laughs> but yeah. when I learned you could release multiple, that's when I became more in the mindset of, oh, then I may as well catch multiple and then just keep one mm -hmm. and release the rest type of deal. But see, again, this is another thing where it is so complex. And should it be? I think so. But the problem is that it doesn't have a tutorial to teach you any of this. Right. Well, and that's and that's the tricky thing because, okay, Mark, I hear what you're saying. Um, on the other hand, let me tell you how tired I am of tutorials and Pokemon. No, 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 but here's the thing. <laughs> wait, wait, that, real That quick, was the issue quick. with Sun and Moon, yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. This game still suffers from dialogue and stuff. There are slogs of dialogue. Like, getting into the open world takes forever in this game. It takes 45 minutes. Which is it's ridiculous. True. Right. Counterpoint. Ridiculous. Once opening. you're in the open world, it yeah, you're it opens up. Pretty free to go. <laughs> yep. like, yeah. Besides having to it. eat the mochi donuts or whatever the heck is going on there. <laughs> Potato the mochi, man. The same thing. It doesn't matter. It's the narrative. <laughs> we'll get to that later. The narrative's awful, but it's another point to talk about. But in Zelda, they just they let you go after you exit the cave. It's whatever you want to do. And in Pokemon, right. I don't think that should be the same because of obviously the player base and stuff like that. But they can't take the same idea because this game is in dire need of explanations at times. And I know it's easy stuff to like figure out a lot of the times, but like stuff like just now. I'm over 20 hours in and I just found out that you can multiple release Pokemon at a time. 
Like, that's a game changer. And it's, it's stuff valid, like that. And I, I didn't you know, know where the move tutor was at first. I didn't know there was a move tutor. Yeah. And I thought that that's what you used the, I thought that's what you used the shards for at first. I didn't realize the point of the shards was to craft that's them what I thought too. into stars and then sell the stars. I thought you needed to hang on to the shards because I thought later on in the game there would be a move tutor and you need to redeem like five red shards or something mm-hmm. to learn a new move because that's how it was in the mainline Pokemon games for a while. You needed shards or a heart scale or something. So And it doesn't I tell you that you can switch out moves too on top of that. So you think true. that your moves are gone forever and then meanwhile you're sitting on like a whole stockpile of great moves to use. It's true. I, for some reason though, I can't... I, I don't feel as frustrated by these things when playing the Pokemon it, or when playing this game. And it might just be because the core gameplay is so strong. I don't it know. Is. It definitely I feel like is. if it was any yeah. other franchise, I would be frustrated and I would put the game down. Maybe I'm a Pokemon simp, okay? Maybe I am a Nintendo. <laughs> but when I play this game, those issues, like, as soon as I learn the correct way to do something, I just go, oh, okay, now I know. It doesn't yes. frustrate mm-hmm. me that yeah. I didn't yes, know yes, yes. earlier. I don't, right. I don't know why, but it, it, that stuff didn't bother me when I played the game. No, I, uh, Bradley, I completely understand that. Like, in any game, like, I was playing, uh, uh, ooh, I was playing a game I, I can't talk about until... Until, uh, about time yeah, under NDA, understood. Which one? Uh, you know what I mean. I, I was playing. I was playing a, a difficult two D side scrolling game, okay. and uh, I was like, oh, I can't believe I can't do X, Y, and Z. And then I learned, oh, I, oh actually, I can. And I was like, oh, great. And then it was like, like it was frustrating for a couple hours. And then I learned like how to do it, and I was like, oh, this is fine actually. Like I, I completely hear what you're saying. Like uh, that that is often the case in in these kinds of a game where it's like I can't believe I have to do this thing, and then you learn how to do that thing, and you're like, oh, eh, eh, it's fine. And it's like, yes, the time leading up to that point can you know I guess you can consider it time lost or frustrating or whatever you want to call it. But it's like I'm kind of with you, Bradley. It's like once you once you learn how to circumvent the annoying thing, it becomes kind of a non-issue, you know. Right. I, I It just shouldn't be to an issue. To what begin I said, with. if it was any yeah. other franchise, I feel like I wouldn't let it slide. Maybe you're right. right. Maybe I'm too merciful to Pokémon. Maybe I let too many things slide. <laughs> yeah. But I for some reason, just the idea of not knowing I could release multiple Pokémon or not knowing there was a move tutor, it didn't detract from the fun that I was having. So maybe that's why I don't really care. But um, I do agree yeah. that the item storage space it's an issue. That's, that's a valid criticism. That but I here's a, here's another question for you. How long did you spend releasing Pokemon or like trying to change up moves? That's fair. I prob okay. So I probably got ten to twelve hours into the game before I really felt an urge to release multiple Pokemon. Okay. And... So see, that's another thing. We're playing completely differently because I felt the urge to release Pokemon about three hours in because okay. I had caught so many Bidoofs and Starlies and was trying to do all the research and stuff. Yeah, I, I caught a lot of Pokemon, but I thought, I'm not going to worry about this right now. I'll worry about it later type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, th- I right. think that was the difference. And then, yeah, I, mm-hmm. did, I didn't know there was a move tutor until probably 20 hours into the game. Like, I unlocked yeah. the last area, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. oh, there is a move tutor. Like, I could have accessed at any point. I thought I had to Which... get through a decent chunk of the game first. Mm-hmm. And it's so. great that we can all have, like, a different experience with this game. It's like Breath of the Wild, in a sense, where mm-hmm. everyone's playthrough is going to be different. But at the same time, it's like, for some people, there's going to be extremely frustrating aspects, and then they're going to look 20 hours later and be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could have saved, like, 20 minutes of my time or, you know, had a way easier experience doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, un- it's understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, th- there's always ways to, like, optimize. Cut down. Yeah, optimize cut down accessibility. The, yeah, there's a, listen, mm-hmm. every... Which, speaking every... of, I have to bring yeah. it up. This game has zero accessibility options, which I think is oh, sure. unacceptable. Like, the fact that no. you can't switch your shoulder for when you're throwing the Pokeball. That's true. As a lefty, I would love to be able to throw the ball with my left hand. And there's no oh, yeah. there's no stuff like, I look through the options just to take a look. There's no colorblind. There's no, like, control options are very limited. It's like, there's stuff here that I'm just baffled isn't there. It feels like basic game design that you see in indie games everywhere. And then meanwhile, it's like, this is a huge AAA game. And you know with third person action mechanic imagine if like something you know not nintendo but imagine if uncharted did not have the ability to switch shoulders you'd be absolutely screwed because it's just something that you need and i feel like this game 
shouldn't be it shouldn't be a pass for it because it's a real accessibility option that a lot of players are gonna have to deal with not that it defends the game's case but to play devil's advocate for a sec i'm realizing now a lot of it's not just pokemon a lot of nintendo games don't really do that like prime example being splatoon all the characters are right-handed so it's it is actually more optimal to angle yourself. Yes, but that's true. But Splatoon's cursor is in the middle of the screen, so that's not something to worry okay. about in a game that, like that. That's fair. And I was gonna say Breath of the Wild also like Link is famously or infamously, depending on how you look at it, right-handed in that game. Yes, that is he, true. You can't, but again, you can't switch that. Again, so, it's a different know. type of game where it's one button prompt is one action. So it's not okay. a concern. But I'll, for like a third-person game, this is like a huge issue in a sense. Right. My, my point was, you're right. It it should be in the game. But it also should have been in a lot of other games a long time ago, and that's, yeah, pro- definitely. that's probably 100%. not Pokemon's fault. So. Yeah, that's all. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying it, it's one of the. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, not at all. Um, it's like it's like uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm with you, Mark. Um, Nintendo, depending on how you look at it, has has not always done a great job with this kind of stuff, especially when you're comparing it to other like. Like Xbox has that awesome controller, uh, PlayStation. Well, to be fair, uh, you know, go I'm gonna ahead. be completely fair. Like with Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, like even looking at Mario Odyssey or even Mario Kart, we even we have articles about this on the website where it's like Mario sure. Kart has such great accessibility options. You could literally play it with one finger if you wanted to. Mm. <laughs> like that's how deep yeah. it goes, and it's incredible. Sure. And I feel like Pokemon with its age range and stuff, it needs this too. And it's, it's just right. not here, and I just find it baffling. Because the older games, you know, if you're holding down a D-pad to move, no worry, you know? There's no worry about changing up controls or stuff like that. But in this case, it's like, it's such a different type of game. And I know it's their first endeavor into this type of gameplay, but still, it, it should be there. Maybe it'll be there in an update, but at launch, I just think it's unacceptable. I think that's uh, that's fair. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens down the line. Um, I have to imagine that this... Listen, this game is a as a smash hit. Like to to be clear, like everyone is playing this game. It's sold mm-hmm. a gajillion copies. Like mm-hmm. it's Game Freak is is doing fine. I would be surprised if in a future update they didn't address some of these issues. Mm-hmm. Um the, but they, on they the addressed other side a couple of, of issues already. Like apparently there was yeah, a glitch saying, yeah. where if you were trying to catch Cherim and it changed forms, you couldn't catch it. Yeah, I didn't know that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they were aware of it and they patched it out. You know, I know people like to make jokes that Game Freak is ignorant and doesn't really care what fans want. I don't think that's true for any company. I do think they take feedback pretty seriously. They do, sure. They definitely I, do. I, I, I don't know if they're going to like allow a character to be left-handed. I don't know if they'll go that far. But I, I do think that if they were to make a sequel to this game, that that type of feedback would be valued at, in great value. I think they would really appreciate yeah. stuff like and that. And also, yeah, I'm right handed. This, like, none of this is an issue for me, but when I review games, like, I always take a look at this stuff because sure, sure, it's sure. important oh, to someone. Look, you know? And as, as a left handed person, I'm not actually bothered that the character isn't left handed, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I joke about it. It doesn't actually bother me. Obviously, it would be nice, but I, I, I we live in a right handed world. I've grown accustomed <laughs> to that being the norm. It's, <laughs> it's fine. You've come to terms with your oppression. But there there are even some instances where, like, you should be able to just change the side of the camera, like when you're behind like an obstacle or something, Mm -hmm. and it's just like not available. That's like a bigger concern to me as a player. But like for accessibility, obviously, to someone else, they might just not even be able to like play the game. Like it might be just like so frustrating for them. But to me, it's like that option would still be nice because, like, even today I was playing. And I was trying to catch some Pokemon during a time distortion. And it was like, I was hiding behind a rock and I was just sniping them left and right. And then I needed to change the positioning of the camera and I couldn't. So I had to blow my cover. And it's like, that frustrates me because if I were playing something, again, not Nintendo, but if I were playing Uncharted, just switch the camera, easy shot, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, But listen, let's, let's get off that and talk about all the stuff that is awesome about this game. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's kind of let's let's roll through some highlights. What's what's some stuff that that we've been really enjoying? Like we we've talked we've kind of dug into the nitty gritty a little bit. Um, obviously, we've been critical, but the point is we're all playing this game, and yeah. we right. I think we could all... And the, the mm-hmm. thing that keeps me hooked on it is that it's it's fast. 
keep moving you don't have to go through a screen saying would you like to nickname the pokemon do you want to send it to your pc all that like <laughs> right. you can skip that like yep. i'll look I'll, I'll worry about that later i'm in the middle of an outbreak right now let me just catch these 20 eevee okay let me oh. or you know hey i'm in the middle of the ocean let me just catch these 20 magikarp let me just let me just go the game does not stop, stop you. you that often mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you're ready to continue yep. on with the plot it'll be there you want to run yeah. off and do other stuff? Go for it. So yeah. that's what I appreciate about it the most. I, I it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. honestly that part of it is truly like it it kind of broke my brain a little bit because I, I was so used to like okay we're gonna catch the Pokemon we gotta pull up the Pokeball we gotta throw it we gotta but it was like oh it's you you could just throw it and and keep moving like yeah, like who who what? cares yeah, if it like, breaks mm-hmm. out keep moving yeah yeah <laughs> like, exactly incredible. like like, like a- again comparing this to Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl in that game you had like a twenty to thirty second sequence a lot of the times every time you ran into a Pokemon where it just would like zoom in the silhouette would fill in you could see the Pokemon it would do its little cry you would say that a wild Starly appeared whatever and then we just you know, you would get into it after that and it was just so much wasted time really you know like maybe it was cool the first time you encountered that pokemon but you didn't need to see that every single time meanwhile you can catch like 20 pokemon in the space that would take to just like get from one end of a, of a a route to another in the classic pokemon game it's just it's so cool to have that that level of speed along with it it's just so dynamic i it's really been one of my favorite parts along with it as well yeah. and that does really feed in though uh, from an rpg perspective i love how this game handles grinding basically where mm. you do yes you do have to catch a bunch of badoofs right you, you have to catch a bunch of different uh, a single pokemon you'd have to catch it a bunch of different times right but like that incentivizes you to do that and along with that the pokedex system it means that even if you say don't catch a pokemon if it's you know a ponyta that attacks you then it's like hey you get a point in your pokedex for having encountering a poke uh, a ponyta that use that attack on you you got to see it use that you know the way that every single experience you have out here counts towards something means that even the most repetitive activities normally in a traditional Pokemon game are still productive, are still building you towards that kind of goal. So it means that it, again, minimizes wasted time and just feels like everything is building up. You're getting stronger, you're learning more. I just, I love that element of development along with it. It just takes out the tedium that's normally associated with catching your 10th Bidoof, you know? Yeah. And I, I think uh, one of the things I really love about this game... Um, <laughs> And I'm listen. I'm showing my age here. Um, I'm enjoying discovering Pokemon I've never seen before. Oh, but same here. <laughs> like, listen. Yeah. I was like, uh, what's the first Rage Pokemon you seen? The the Axe Sizor guy. Oh, a Cleaver. Cleavor. Yep. Yeah. I was like, Cleavor. What the hell is that? Like, I had. No idea what a Cleavor was, so I was very excited to see a Pokemon that I'd never seen. Um, and, and even the Pokemon whose designs I hate, there's still a bit of joy to that. Like, what the heck sure. is this ugly-looking thing? Like, they're, 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 like the, the, the example I'll use is Sneasler. All right, Sneasel oh, yeah. and Weavile. I they're two of my favorite Pokemon. When I compete, sure. I use Weavile to this day. Right, sure. and then they made Sneasler. And I saw that, and I was like, thanks, I hate it. This is like if you took one of my favorite Pokemon and gave it my uh, body proportions. Yeah. It's horrible. Yes. And so I just could not believe that that's what the Pokemon company thought was a good idea. And I'm not actually sitting here bad-mouthing the Pokemon company. It's not a design I like. But in the grand scheme of things, I am glad that it's there, because it's a funny talking point. So yeah. there's stuff like that. I agree. That discovery of, of new Pokemon is cool. And it's cool that we're getting it in the middle of a generation, right? Because yeah. where it mm-hmm. usually you'd wait until the next generation, maybe you'd get a Pokemon movie that would promote one new Pokemon. But right. we're in that new age where, for better or for worse, we're probably never going to get a Pokemon game again that's going to have every single Pokemon. It's just not right. going to happen. So yeah. now they're like, oh, well, in that case, we can just introduce a new Pokemon whenever we want, right? Because now we don't have to worry about bringing them all back. So now you, you get these cool things like, oh, wow, you actually gave Stantler an evolution? Really? All right, cool. Oh, you you gave Sneasel another evolution, even though its previous one was already, like, one of the fan favorites? All right, cool. It's a cool concept to yes. be able to go into a game, especially like this, and go, that's not a Pokemon I've ever seen before. What the heck is that? Why does this Pokemon look like that? What type is it? What the heck? 
Oh, okay, Braviary has a new form. What type is it? Is it Psychic? All right, I guess it is. That type, it's fun. It's cool. I love it. It's, it's, it, I agree with you. It's extremely cool. Um, it just, to me, that's the magic of Pokemon, is like going off on an adventure and seeing a creature you've never imagined in your entire life and then getting to battle it and maybe add it to your roster. Like that, that to me is the essence of Pokemon. And mm-hmm. this game, I think, brings that to the forefront. And that is extremely cool. Like, obviously, there's a million graphical issues. There's a million, like, nitpicks we could make. But I think it, what Pokemon Legends Arceus nails is the feeling of of seeing creatures in their natural habitat and 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 kind of being afraid of them truthfully and uh, and, and mm-hmm. kind of meeting them on their own terms and I think that's uh, well going into that Cameron incredible. yeah the, what this game does best is being a researcher it doesn't want yeah. you to be a Pokemon trainer it wants you to be a researcher and I think that's what the game thrives from and then when it tries to be a Pokemon trainer I feel like it kind of falls apart a little bit like outside of I think like the battles themselves aren't just too great in this game especially when you're fighting like the different team members and stuff i just really don't think they're that engaging but when you're just researching pokemon just running out into the field just finding stuff the game's magical and that's what it does best and then i just feel like a lot of parts of this game just don't live up to that same quality like i'm just gonna dive right into it the narrative of this game Pokemon games have never had like amazing narratives, but this sure. narrative is the worst Pokemon narrative I've ever played through. It's it's just bad. Sounds just... like someone hasn't played X and Y. <laughs> no, I I'll tell you, Bradley, uh-huh. I'll defend X and Y over this game because uh, I, I as just a think... game I really like X and Y. I just don't care for its narrative. Yeah, I think X and Y didn't have a great narrative, but this game is just it's just so incoherent and there's nothing great put into it the characters are very just flat and then the whole time travel aspect i'm not going to spoil like moments or stuff like that but it's irrelevant the whole opening of this game is irrelevant and they keep pushing the fact that oh you fell from the sky and it's like yeah but it doesn't matter because they uh, never go truly into it. And there's a, this whole a, big mystery, and it's just a, waste. What a waste yeah. of a premise, yeah. <laughs> it's, it has such a great... I was so captivated by the first minute of this game when Arceus when, when pulls you, met you into God the past. Himself, and I don't even... Yes. Yeah, when you met God himself, and he turned into an iPhone. It was just magical. <laughs> and, then, and God DMs you all the time. It's yeah. just like, hey, it's of time course. to go run some yeah. errands. Yeah. And then <laughs> nothing. It's just a slate of nothingness after that. And I find it mind-blowing because I thought they were... I'm just going to... For people who have like high expectations of the narrative, it doesn't tie into modern Sinnoh. It never explains why Ingo is there. It just... It doesn't. They're... Like, Arceus does sort of have a reason for pulling you into the past but in the grand scheme of things when you're looking at pokemon as a whole as a franchise his goal is basically being a pokemon professor (laughs) it's kind of sad like the the whole thing is just sad he wants you when he literally says collect every pokemon he's not kidding that's the end goal and it's it's just sad i i just find it like they did nothing with this narrative. It's like they didn't care. And yet there's slogs and slogs and slogs of dialogue. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it's just like, nobody cares. You're not going to care in the first hour. The, the only time you care is the opening 10 minutes. And then after mm. that, it's just nothingness. And I I'd argue the last 10 minutes of the main campaign just because it's, it's kind of climactic. But you're right. There's no Pokemon. Oh, yeah. The last, that final battle is cool. But the everything yeah, like in between that, the first matter. minute and the last minute yeah. is irrelevant. And they don't explain stuff in the story. They don't explain why the character is there. He has no real purpose to this entire narrative outside of being like the hero, which kind of pisses me off because it's like, <laughs> like, why did Arceus choose? I don't know. Like, how old is he? 14, 11? I, think I, I do want to give the 16, plot some, some credit yeah. in one part. It's it's a little difficult to discuss without spoiling too much, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use, I'm try to be as vague as I can. Mm-hmm. There's a part of the game where after certain events happen, the the what your next objective basically changes. It's like the last act of the game, and you, you think you're about to head into the final stretch, and you basically are, but you're you're basically 
you're kind of on your own for a bit. And I thought it was a nice change of pace. I feel like that's another situation where they didn't quite stick the landing with what they, with what they were trying to convey. I was like, oh yeah, this is different. Pokemon games don't normally do this with their plot. But I appreciate that this is different, if not solely for the contrast. And I thought it was cool when I would save my game and my save menu looks different. And then I'd boot up the game again and be at the title screen and the title screen looks different. It's like, okay, that's cool. It helps show the impact of what's going on in the plot right now. But you're right. It, it does feel weird that there's no other objective other than just catching mm-hmm. the Pokemon. Because the, the point of the mainline Pokemon games is become the champion. Catching all the Pokemon is, like, a secondary thing. Yeah, but here it's the main objective, but I feel like the way it's told is, like, you know, clearly, like, the rival, you know, even if the the protagonist doesn't talk in the main game, the fact Mm -hmm. that the rival is pushing you to become the Pokemon champion because they just want you to be this competitor, Mm -hmm. I, I think there's, like, a special magic to that. But here it's just, it's nothingness. And I find it so disappointing because it has a great premise, and it keeps bringing up the premise again and again and again. Every single character says it. You fell from the sky. And it's like, great, but what does this have to do with anything? And there's no, there's this giant mystery that's set up and it's never targeted again. They never mm. develop that narrative. And I just find it disappointing because they, also another problem with this game, they introduce a character like with every single chapter, if you want to call it like a chapter, every single time you get a star or have like a new mission or something. It's just, it's ridiculous. This game is overflowing with characters and none of them are developed. Right. Well, and that's, and that's like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I think you kind of, you kind of got to, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. You Mm kind of got to take the, take it with a grain of salt. Like Game Freak is trying something different. So it's like, all right, we're going to try a new approach to storytelling. And I'm not, here's the other thing. I'm not coming to Pokemon to play through a narrative. I'm not expecting, right. you know, the next God of War. But I am expecting, you know, you don't just eat a salad and leave the steak out, you know? Like, right. <laughs> unless you're on a diet, though. Unless you're on a diet. <laughs> unless you're on a diet or you're a dinosaur, either one. Could be well, I, change. Am, <laughs> I am a dinosaur and I'm on a diet, actually. So well, there you go. Well, let's let's change the steak to uh, chicken tenders. Just yeah. okay, I like yeah. steak, just when it's cooked medium. And Why can't it's we just have the both. steak with no sauce? With no there sauce, I, I like. Give me some like A1 steak sauce along with it. You know, nope. just, oh, oh, you're, you're losing. But me. you need you need the supplement. You need you're the losing. supplement. You know, oh, right. like a dietary supplement, that. like a. Like a vitamin no, no, no. water or something listen, or what? Go ahead. <laughs> All right, we're we're getting we're getting off the rails here. We um, are indeed. Listen, yes. Oh boy. Well, listen, well, guys, we've been talking for a long time about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, let's try to wrap it up here, uh, just because. Listen, I think we could all talk about this game for another hour at least Probably. but we like we, we listen we've all got things to do it's it's the middle of the night for mark uh yeah. so we got we gotta let the man sleep um it's almost anything midnight, anything uh bradley any any final thoughts um on this new introduction to the pokemon franchise this new iteration of how we all consume and play pokemon games and then we'll we'll pass it around yeah. to mark and then kind of go from there i think all of the the points you brought up are completely valid and i'm actually glad you brought them up because they're not issues i saw in the past I think you guys are right. I'm still going to go through with this video and I still stand by my hot take on Twitter that I am enjoying this game more than I did with Breath of the Wild. Sure. And I'm going to mm-hmm. complete this video as soon as this podcast is over. I think that as far as Game Freak's first approach to an open world Pokemon game, I thoroughly enjoyed it for what it is. Sure. And I hope they make more games like this in the future, but I don't need this to be the future of Pokemon. I would be A-OK with it being a side series alongside mainline Pokemon games. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, listen, it, I think we all know that Game Freak has the resources to do both if they commit to doing so. Like, they could easily make the next mainline Pokemon game and a spinoff title if they so chose. We'll see if they decide to throw uh, resources to multiple projects at the same time with, you know, effectively. Um, but yeah, Bradley, listen, I'm not trying to take away from, I don't think any of us are trying to take away from your from oh, no, initial of point. Not. No, no. Like, like obviously you enjoy what you enjoy. And, and, and for the, and for the, I, listen, I, I'll go on the record here. I've also been thoroughly enjoying what I've played in this game so far. 
Um, it's incredibly engaging, and I think it does a lot of things very, very smartly. Um, Mark, why don't you? What, what are your? Uh, let's do this. Campbell, let's give you your some of your final thoughts, and then we'll throw it to Mark. Just because Mark's been he's been the one who's been covering the Pokemon beat for the website, so we can kind of close out with him. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'll just say that I, I really appreciate the the very nuanced critiques from both Mark and Bradley. And meanwhile, on my side. In the opening moments of playing this game, I saw Oshawott just playing around in a little puddle. And I saw that <laughs> level of seeing this Pokemon actually in the real world. It wasn't just standing in the puddle. He wasn't swimming. He wasn't like swimming around and he was like bouncing up and down just like he was an actual otter. And that just that little bit of childlike joy at seeing these cute little creatures in living in this world has never really faded throughout my time with the game since then. So even though there are, as we've covered a lot throughout this discussion, there are plenty of issues with the game and plenty of areas for improvement, I've just been having a blast because of how it nails that element of introducing this world where Pokemon are running rampant. And if we can see that continue to develop throughout various games in the future, you know, I'd be all for it. And I think this is exactly what players like me need to be engaged in the Pokemon series once again to see it really develop and see it just capture that that element of imagination along with it. Right. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. I hard agree. Hard agree with everything you just said. Uh, Mark, final thoughts. Pokemon Legends Arceus, and maybe maybe tell us a couple of your uh, favorite articles you've been writing about it. So I'm gonna go on the record and say this. I think it's a fantastic starting foundation. It's not like, I don't think it's a great foundation, but for the future, if this is the path Pokemon follows, I think we're going to look back on this one and be like, this was the jump in the right direction and this is what did it. But uh, overall, I think on the standard of how many games I've reviewed, how many RPGs, you know, all that jazz, I think it's a bit unremarkable as like an RPG itself. It's fine. It's, you know, has its problems, but it's still a good game overall. But for a Pokemon game, I think it definitely deserves a lot more credit in that category. But uh, there's one thing we didn't mention, and I have to bring it up. I don't think the graphics are B-barrel manure, but I think they are a hot uh, B-doof doo-doo, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they would say to be desired. I, I have to say that much. Would you say Badoo-doo, then? Yes. Yes, go. Campbell, okay, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think this this game has a huge graphical. Um, I, I don't even want to go too deep into it because you know it's already been hammered down by other people. But mm -hmm. yeah. it is compared to Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Kirby Forgotten Land, Pokemon, even Sword and Shield, Eevee, even yeah. even Sword and Shield. I'll even say it. I know a lot of people disagree with me. Even Sword and Shield. I think it's a bit unacceptable for a modern Pokemon game, especially from the highest grossing franchise in the world. I think it's just, I think the GameCube games look better. Oh, they really do. And, and I'll, I'll just add, Mark, while I was playing this game, I no. went back onto YouTube and I looked up videos of Sword and Shield and I was amazed to see character models that weren't covered in extraordinarily low-res textures and mm -hmm. rough edges everywhere. Like Now, there is, there's one strength to this game. It's the charisma, like you said before, Campbell, the charisma of the Pokemon is there. I love how the interactive and stuff they are. That is the strength of this game's graphics. It's not all bad news because the Pokemon actually feel like they're living in this world. It could, like, could it be better? Yeah, of course it could. But for what it is, I think it adds a lot of atmospheric magic to it. And I think that's a great thing about this game. And that's what I love about it. Like you said, during that opening moment, I had the same feeling with Cinequil watching him just run around the rocks. I was like, there's my boy, you know? <laughs> Aww, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, for the website, um, I don't have the review up yet, but I wrote a tips guide on 10 things you should know about Pokemon Legends Arceus before starting. And then the other article I have is for those who have finished it, I have a piece explaining how the time travel actually works in the game. Or if you don't care about the narrative, you could just look up what's going on and some of the minor references to Kalos and stuff like that. But um yeah, and then I will have a piece about what I would like to see in a sequel, which I'm going to tease it on this podcast. I'm going to say that I think they should make a game taking place in South America about discovering Mew where you work with Dr. Fuji. Because I think that would be incredible to take this game into that direction. Especially, we haven't seen Pokemon explore sort of, um, I don't want to say Spanish culture, but that type of 
um, yeah, it's been it's been primarily yeah. primarily based in like Japan themed areas. We've mm-hmm. also had the UK themed. Yes, yeah, so I, I agree with you. That, We've had be, some American cool modernization with uh, Alola, black and white. Yeah. yeah, Alola stuff like that with Hawaii and. You know, we've seen those territories, but I think it would be a great opportunity to not only because I know Game Freak loves Kanto and they always do something. This this game actually definitely strays a lot from Kanto, which is odd for the first time. But uh, if they are going to go back to Kanto, I think that they should put the Kanto characters and Pokemon in at least like another region. And I think, you know, they've constantly tried to get rid of throughout the game saying that. So, because obviously they're trying to create a fictional world, but um, oh my god, where did Mew come from in the original game? It was somewhere in South America he came from, but it was just sure. odd that it was like a random country was just like mentioned right. in a Pokemon game. So give, I think they me, should work off that. Give me Cactuar in a sombrero, and I will be happy. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh, yeah. incredible! Right See, you. that would be amazing. Yeah. The give possibilities him a mustache, are, you know, the possibilities are endless. Um. Let's let's call it there, guys. This is uh, this is a great discussion, uh, Bradley. Thank you so much for for giving us two plus hours of your time. That's <laughs> hey, so man, generous. I got to be in the Nintendo Direct video. You can always have my time. Thanks for having me on, though. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, thank what, you. What a delight. Um, uh, tell you what, I'll, I'll, let's, let's do our little sign-offs here. Uh, I've been your host, Cameron Daxon. You can find some of my writing over on Goombastomp, uh, That's What's the website called? Goombastomp. Uh, <laughs> I've written a review on Ocean's Heart, a Zelda-like RPG uh, slash action game that I've greatly enjoyed, and I will have a review for an upcoming game dropping, hopefully, this weekend. You uh, can say the name. Yeah, that's a lot. Infer- you uh, you're right. By the time the episode comes out, you're right. Uh, Infernax, <laughs> a fiendishly difficult Castlevania-inspired adventure I thoroughly enjoyed Infernax. You look the review on that. I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon. Mark, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at the Markel. That, of course, is Mark with the C, Cal with the K. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, right now on the website, I have been writing a lot of stuff. I got stuff on Sifu. I got stuff on Kirby. I got stuff on Pokemon. Uh, over on Tilt Magazine, we have the Book of Boba Fett. It's finally over. You can read my reviews for all seven episodes. So, yeah, go check that stuff out. Love it. And Campbell, what about yourself? You can find all my games writing, as always, over at GoombaStomp.com. I've got my most recent piece being a write-up based on last week's interview with WayForward. Um, check that out for some spicy tidbits and teases about what WayForward is working on in the future. Um, and this weekend, I'll also have a brand new indie game spotlight coming out with some really cool games featured in there. So keep an eye out for that. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG. Excellent. And Bradley Yoshiller, you're you've been just a delight. Like I don't know, man. Any anytime anything like big Pokemon related, big Nintendo related, you're always one of the first people I look to, to for your takes and your opinions. So I don't know. It's it's been great to, to have you uh, come back to the podcast. So thank you so much. Oh, it really means a lot to hear you say that. It's a pleasure. I love chatting with you guys. I had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you so love much it. for having me on. Yeah, let's tell you what. Shout out your channels and your social media and all that stuff. You got it. Humans, I am Yoshiller. I attend events with a Yoshi hat, at least when there are events these days. <laughs> and I edit for a lot of other YouTube channels as well. I edit for Arlo and Source Gaming, and I'm editing parts of Chuck Conroy, Splatoon 2 Let's Play. So it's been great. And then I'm going to get into the 2022 initiative and try to do almost daily content for my channel soon. So it'll be great. Awesome, man. And what are your handles? Oh, uh, well, I'm Yoshiller on YouTube Yoshiller, and real yeah. Yoshiller on Twitter. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. You're right. No, you listen, you know, you, you gotta, you, listen, Bradley, you gotta self-promote. That's that's all part of the game these <laughs> I'm days. I'm sorry, you know just I mean? type in Yoshiller. If you see a guy with a Yoshi hat, it's most likely me. <laughs> most He's likely. But there may be He's some other people yet. running around with Yoshi hats. Imposters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they will. I have, a blue, I have a blue Yoshi hat and a black Yoshi hat now, just in case. So I'm Smart. ready to roll. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if we see any of those other fake Yoshis, we'll take them out. Uh, no, 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 I, I didn't endorse that. I didn't say that. <laughs> We're just going to be prowling the streets, beating up people. Uh, let, let, the record, let the record show that Bradley does not endorse violence against other Yoshi hat-wearing people. <laughs> Yoshi uh, discrimination. No, we, no, never, never. Kids uh, on Halloween and, are screaming right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, N-Express is also on social media. We are at N-Express Nintendo on Twitter. Twitter. We're also available to download and rate and review on the podcast platform of your choice. Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.